Hello and welcome to Lex Talk. I'm Edgar. And Luanda. And today we will be we'll be covering confirmation bias. Yes, confirmation bias in the workplace. Alright. Let's see, we'll get we'll get deep into that, figure out how we can avoid being a victim of or a perpetrator of confirmation bias. But right. first, let's go with the fun fact. Fun fact. So, credit card chips. How long do you think credit card chips has been around? 30 years. That's cheating. Anywho, <laughs> uh, credit card chips has been around a long time. If it, it was first introduced in 1986 in France and then to Germany and then way down the road comes the U.S. So, um, that was our fun fact. So let's get into the um, confirmation, confirmation bias. Okay, so let's go with a definition. Confirmation bias is the human tendency to search for, favor, and use information that confirms one pre-existing views on a certain topic. Mm. So do you have pre-existing views? I have a ton of them, yeah. um, but that's just human, right? So it's human nature to have a few things that that you like and a few things that you don't like so that um, we don't need to we don't need to bounce around a lot when making when making basic decisions hmm. so you, do you think confirmation bias is in any of our processes at, at, in the workplace and if they are what do you think it well is? unfortunately it's mm-hmm. a fact of life um, confirmation bias can creep up in hiring mm-hmm. it can creep up in promotions and um and that's 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 just how it is so we could take two different views right like oh we need to go fight against confirmation bias and whatnot which which we do because it's not fair um people need need a chance to to be judged on the merit of of their of their work the other way to look at it i think is to understand that confirmation bias exists Mm -hmm. so if you know that it, it exists it's almost like you use it as leverage if you know that someone or an organization is biased one way or another, mm-hmm. then you need to understand how to step so that you can succeed in your role. Huh. Yeah, I can see that happening. Um, I, I, I think uh, one time I was working at a previous company and someone confused me as instead of like being... A person in the room and they confuse me as uh, someone to go get coffee or, or, mm-hmm. or that nature yep. and I said no 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 you have me mistaken and mm-hmm. I kind of correct them uh, with that conversation so you know sometimes just you know going oh, back and being nice and saying hey no that's not me that was very nice of you that's yeah. not quite like you you know <laughs> you know give me them kind of breaks oh well you, you know me longer <laughs> and you can tolerate more so um that's why I do it but um, from confirmation bias, um, so as a leader or, you know, do yeah. you think, and this is just me asking you this question, do you think confirmation bias hinder us from to think creative, creatively and adapt to emerging situations? I think that it can. Um, I, I read an example one time of a CEO coming in with a great idea. Mm-hmm. And sent everyone to go out, different types of experimentation. And all of them came back with information that proves that the CEO is a genius. <laughs> and, and then the, um, and the product fell flat and the CEO and, and the staff was exposed. 
because mm-hmm. we shouldn't always go out to seek information that that makes us comfortable in a decision that we made or we should not go out to seek information that would make our our team members or our supervisors comfortable with the decisions that they make if if we're part of a team it's up to us to bring truth because at the end of the day you don't want an organization to throw away a whole bunch of money when mm-hmm. when you knew better all along right i, I mean in and that, that goes to the person that is the CEO. The mm-hmm. person that is the CTO. Yeah, Sometimes but, but, titles yeah, but, also come Yeah, into that is place. true. But you, have people you, feel like, oh, I got to I gotta show him that I, I, I'm really her, on to or her. Or or See, you have some confirmation bias. I just, yeah, already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or whatever um, um, pronoun that you're going to uh-huh. you know, start using. But I would say that they probably were. Some people have that, you know, I must follow because of that title. Yeah, but, but you know what's the worst thing? What's the worst thing? The worst thing is the person that after it fails walk around talking about well i always knew that won't gonna work <laughs> where were you where were you when we were in these meetings exactly. day? where, where were, you? were you and where those are that, that's that's a whole other topic we'll probably i think technically it's called a snake yes. <laughs> so we'll we'll get into that another time but um mm-hmm. on confirmation bias let's let's start let's start with one thing in hiring mm-hmm um, just as you said a little while ago, CEO him. Mm-hmm. Um, what are what are some of the things you think that they could do to prepare themselves or to do something that will knock down a confirmation bias? For me, I'm always looking at. I don't want people to always agree with what I'm saying. I don't. I I, I believe. But when that, you're interviewing, though, you're trying to I'm, get the job. Well, when you're trying, I, so let me mm-hmm. make sure I understand this. I am trying to get the job, or I'm actually interviewing the person. We'll talk about the leader part after, right? When uh-huh. we interview in person. Right now, from the perspective of a job seeker, mm-hmm. going into an organization mm-hmm. for a role that that organization does not typically um, staff with with someone with their skills or background, what, uh, is, what are some of the things they can do to, to knock that confirmation bias out? I think um, confidence, one, mm-hmm. about you, you, yourself and your background. Two, just understanding the, 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 the composition of the company mm-hmm. at that company and use that as your, your strength to say, you know, bringing in someone with, you know, different skill set, a, um, a different perspective from a, whether that's a woman or a man's perspective mm-hmm. um, can change how they are actually making decisions. So I think, you know, having that, would actually help you. I, I I agree. I also think that um, that if you are coming in, as you said, with confidence, mm-hmm. and you have something that they need, it's your job when you're interviewing, not just to learn about the job, but to n- learn about the needs of that organization. Mm-hmm. If you have something that they need, if you have examples of how they stumbled before, and how you avoided those stumbles. I think it it goes a long way. Ah, so talk about the hiring process from like if, and I think you said to talk about that later, a little bit later. Mm, go ahead, go ahead. But I think from uh, the hiring process, a lot of people, you know, with LinkedIn and Facebook mm-hmm. and all of that. Okay, that's good. What about in promotions? My thing is, is I'm I look at 
everybody in their role as a cross, whether that's a level one, level two, and just say, okay, give me everybody, regardless of who they are. Mm -hmm. um, and just say, we do an evaluation, me and my manager sit mm -hmm. down, do an evaluation together. We ask each other questions, you know, about that person. Mm -hmm. My promotions are not based on your, 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 um, the color of your skin or um, my attitude towards you because yeah. I have more people in the room. Understood. I'm, I'm not even getting into, um, into color of skin. Like here's, here's, here's the thing. There's, they say you never have a second chance to make a first impression. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, um, and sometimes people walking in the room, just like you said, somebody mm -hmm. told you to make coffee or something like that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how that person looked. The fact that they did that later on, when, um, when somebody said that we need someone for some committee, mm -hmm. say a committee on diversity or something, and then this person volunteered to be on that committee, what would you think? Or what would you say? He is um, a sexist. <laughs> yeah, but see, because because of that that first impression, right? I mean, so, but it depends on the the context and the conversation. Mm -hmm. That conversation, like I try to separate it a lot. I try to I do a lot of separations, <laughs> regardless mm -hmm. of what it is. You know, depending on what kind of day that person was having, how we were talking, how we were playing in that conversation, mm -hmm. it may not be true. I mean, he may be you know a different person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I think. Um, like for for the people out there that think that they might be they might be in that type of situation a couple of things that i would suggest is that you should always have objective data on your projects and mm -hmm. on your task mm -hmm. when it comes to promotions it's way easier for your your manager or, or supervisor leader and um, and the other people that will be in the room when the decision is being made on that promotion mm -hmm. if You've or you want the promotion, right? Mm -hmm. So you prepare that data. I want the promotion. Here's some data that can um that can help justify me in that role. Right, and and and, and that is always good. That's why you know having the team actually has a dashboard. They actually understand you know their stats. Um, mm -hmm. You know what my stats have. What I did. I deliver this project on time. Did I come up with anything innovative? I also have a career assessment that kind of says, hey, here's some guidelines that you can follow to 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 um, to to help them with that. So when promotions come. I don't think promotion should always be about the data. It's also about behavior mm -hmm. and the 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 whole rounded person. That's true, but if you're trying to get promoted, mm -hmm. it's up to you to have that data, to have that to have that that bit of information to give your boss. If not, then it's just up to your boss. And there are other people in the room and those people may have some sort of bias. And as a, as as someone who's been in that type of situation before, um, where I'm in a room advocating for a member of my team that wants to move from one level to the next, mm -hmm. and other people in the room that don't even work with them directly, they see them as X because exactly. that's what they've been for the past five then, seven years. But then, as a leader, it's for you to change that. No, of right? course, of course, but but isn't it? A much easier conversation to be like listen you see this person as X but here's some real data they've actually been doing this role they came up with this change mm -hmm. they've delivered mm -hmm. this and that and they've mentored these other people that 
you may see as star players, but they're only star players because this person mentor is them. mentoring them. Shouldn't we make this person uh, a leader so that they can mentor even more people? I think that's a great idea. Yeah, that's that's um, and then, no, so as a leader mm -hmm. and and a human, right? <laughs> so this is a human thing. This, how do you avoid falling for bias? Um. Some well, hold a second. Let me set let me set this stage, right? Set the stage. Buddy. Someone walks in to your to your office or your organization, mm -hmm. and they want to they want to either get hired or move up two levels from where they were before. They walk in. They're sloppy. They they don't say good morning. Mm -hmm. um, and now you have an impression. You have this picture in your head right mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. and go. So for me as a leader, first of all, with what with with you setting the scenes, um, to for me to change my bias, I do get feedback. I ask for feedback from other managers because maybe it's good. just me. This person is actually good, good. Um, maybe don't like or can't get get over something that you know. From my perspective, um, I go look at their data. I go look at, you know, who they've been mentoring on the team, mm -hmm. um, look at, you know, documentation, you know, having that drive. Um, mm -hmm. And when I say drive, they're doing things without your, their manager asking them. Yep. And that could change my bias, like real easy, right? Of course. Um, so I, I would always say have an open mind. Um, yeah. Don't go into in, any of those things um, uh, with a closed mind and be flexible mm -hmm. because what what um, you know we need to do in order for us to get out of that bias is to be flexible um, mm -hmm. and, um, and to change and then, and then put ourselves in the person's shoes, right? Always. Oh, there was always a time that we wanted an opportunity, and the last thing that I would do, the I, I agree with everything you said. The, the last thing that I would do is I would. I would have this honest conversation with that person I've done before and it worked where I'm saying that you want you want X this is what's holding you back mm -hmm. come back to me with a plan on how you're going to sort out what's holding you back mm -hmm. and if they actually go out and do it then I know they're serious mm -hmm. um, but because it's their plan I get to hold them to it Correct. Right? and I've seen I've seen a lot of people do a lot of great things um, via that route trying coming up with a plan and and doing what uh, and and then w with elite with leaders that have open minds mm -hmm. and know about you know know to avoid bias mm -hmm. i think that um, w people get opportunities to do great things mm -hmm. so um, i agree i agree and I missed that part about having an open conversation because I actually just had that. <laughs> See, <there you laughs> I go. just actually had that. So that was great. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, this this is just part one of our bias conversation because the next thing we move into is is going to move into is the AI piece of it. Of course. How yeah, that's bad a big one. that is actually has a lot yeah. of bias in the Because um, now the robots are making the decision. Exactly. But the robots only have people behind them that yep. made the decision for themselves. Yep. And I, I think to, to go back and just to close with it, Mm -hmm. um with um bias bias is the bias is ingrained in us so it's not something we can yeah it's natural it's natural mm -hmm. right so just just remember that it's always something you're gonna have to work on and you know you're gonna have to you know just be conscious of it so when you're in meetings you know um you know some people like to bring a red flag or a purple flag or something like that in meetings but just to call the person out or just say hey by the way after That's a little bit meeting, below the line. Hey, this was mm -hmm. a little bit below the line, or you shouldn't say, you know, you shouldn't say that. But you could do that, you know, take that person outside as well. But just to close up.
like subscribe and continue listening to us we enjoy you guys um we love feedback so you know um continue to do that good luck and thank you and goodbye keep it real Hey, thanks again for joining us. And um, why don't you reach out to us? Lawanda, how can they get in contact? Well, there's several ways. You can reach us at reallextalk at gmail.com. R-E-A-L-L-E-X-T-A-L-K. Or you can reach us on Instagram at reallextalk um, and on Twitter at reallextalk. All right, so... Keep it real and we'll talk again. Bye, everybody. Bye.